This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Good evening to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, let's uh, look at the day's market activity. We are seeing more green than red, but a little bit of red nonetheless. Uh, talk to us about mm-hmm. what markets would have had to contend with today. Yeah, it was a bit of a choppy day. We did see some buying in the last hour, despite, you know, there was some weakness abroad. The US, US market started off on the back foot, and there, there's just some caution ahead of some of the mega cap tech companies, and that's like, that's what's called the Magnificent Seven. They're releasing results this week. And so I think, you know, investors are or traders are kind of staying away from making any big bets ahead of those results. But yeah, there was some uplift in late trade for that helped the JSC close well with its uh its worst levels of the day. And as you said, a lot of green across the board. Financials and resources outperformed industrials and we saw the RAND kind of maintain, you know, a, a steady um, performance against this major crisis. Let's talk about expecting those uh, numbers coming out of both Microsoft and Alphabet, which owns a Google. They I'm surprised that markets are cautious around, around uh, you know, these two companies that have actually really delivered over the last a few uh, reporting periods based on the AI boom we're seeing globally. Mm. Are we concerned that they may not deliver what markets expect? These stocks have run quite hard. Hey, I mean, 2022 was dominated. The returns for the, the, the U.S. markets, if you look at the S&P specifically, the returns were dominated and driven primarily by these stocks. And so they are at very elevated, expensive levels. And so I think there's rightfully a lot of caution around, you know, what is the outlook further going from here beyond what's already priced into these stocks um, in terms of what the management strategy and, you know, the outlook going forward. And so I think it's just, a lot of hesitation around that because they are very topish at the moment. Let's move on to some company news now. An interesting day, I think, coming out of the retail space with two of our discount retailers coming out with the set of numbers, ShopRite as well as Pipcore. All of them really pointing to the fact that South Africans really did look for discounts over December. Uh, of course, uh, that is expected considering uh, just what we had seen in terms of high inflation and high interest rates in 2023. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the... I think that the discount value brands um, for both Pipco and ShopRite, that story continued to resonate with customers. And I think that's what's helped them deliver very um, healthy sales growth during this period. For ShopRite specifically, you know, they, they delivered um, the, the operational updates at least shows that, you know, they delivered growth ahead of what the market was looking for. They had a solid second quarter that's um, inclusive of Black Friday and theft of trade uh, combined. And, you know, they continue to gain market share. They're rolling up more stores. They're investing in the business. And so they've been doing quite well for, you know, sustaining growth uh, for the for the business as a whole. We saw the, the course out African supermarket segment grow well ahead of uh, the inflation, selling price inflation, which is particularly impressive given the high base of the previous year. Uh, another highlight for them was, you know, they reported lower load shedding expenses compared to the previous year. And so that's, I think, a, a positive highlight, which, I mean, means that they could see some margin relief going forward. Uh, for Pepco, 
the trading updates also there, similar story, you know, as you mentioned, consumers are, are, are trading down, looking for value. Um, and so definitely there, they also saw some uplift from that perspective. And I think one of the highlights for Pepco specifically was just the the recovery in Ackerman, which has been much anticipated. That came through. Um, it's finally uh, materializing, and that's on the back of the efforts that they've put in uh, to improve the performance of that business in terms of inventory and merchandise mix. And so uh, you're seeing some of that focus through. Uh, they also reported gaining market share, so a, a key highlight for them as well. What is also interesting, I think, uh, you know, we're seeing here as Tembile, and an important uh, trend is that consumers also were happy to pay cash uh, for their clothing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where normally people may use a clothing accounts. Uh, they really did go for uh, cheaper clothes and opted to stay away from credit. Also indicative of a high interest rate environment, but also possibly a consumer that has run out of credit to spend. Definitely. I mean, what we're seeing is that, you know, credit... Uh, Credit markets are tightening because, you know, lenders are also cautious of the, the risks in the economy that could cause, you know, um, borrowers to not be able to make those repayments. And so definitely we are seeing um, more reliance on um, the cash angle, but there is a lot of reliance on credit as well at the same time. For instance, I mean, in the, in, in the, um, the, the credit businesses, we did see some strong sales growth. So, for instance, for uh, ShopRite, the furniture business, because it's predominantly cash, they didn't do as well as mm-hmm. Lewis, for example, who released last week. They reported strong sales driven mostly by credit, and they also mentioned some weakness in the cash uh, segment of that business. And so I think it's a bit of a mixed bag across the board. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, as you said, there's, there's a lot of pressure on consumers and because of tighter credit markets, there's, you know, um, that balance between credit and cash is, yeah, quite fine. Very interesting dynamics we're seeing there. Let's talk about Toyota apologizing for scandals as vehicle sales set a new record. It looks like around the world, Toyota is still a brand of choice. So, yeah, I mean, they, they're still maintaining their top car maker um, record. I don't even know what to call it. I didn't want to say award, but yeah, they're maintaining that. Um, but I think the biggest story is definitely around the fact that, you know, now they're facing these scandals. They've had to suspend shipments of certain models. They've had to, um, I mean, and we're not talking about new models. These are 2003, 2004, 2005, you know, vehicles. And so I think it's, it's quite significant. Um, coming on the back of, in December, there was also, you know, the scandal around the subsidiary that has to which they sell the, um, the, the, the lightweight trucks. They manipulated collision safety tests dating back as far as the 1980s. And so this is, I think, yeah, quite a significant overhang on the, on the company, despite the fact that they're doing well. It does leave, you know, a lot of caution around, okay, but by what means are they doing so well? Uh, so, yeah, definitely an interesting story to keep an eye on. That's all we have time for this evening, Timberley. Thank you for chatting to us. Always a pleasure having you on a Power Business, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Always great speaking with you. Fantastic. Go wow. That's Timberley Bobella. She is from FNB Wealth and Investments. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.